All right. He's going to put the music in. <laughs> I'll put the music in. Yeah, Welcome to, in. to our bacon bits. Uh, today we're going to talk about beauty and the beast. Wow. So it's live uh, version 2017. So it's you and Kent. Yeah, because uh, well, don't be so excited, Jake. Let's, let's bring that up, okay? No, no, so, no. I mean, you're one of you is one of you is yeah, beauty, Joel, and Joel, the other one's beast. We knew, please, please we, knew we, all, we were talking about how the screening was going to happen. I couldn't make it to the screening, and then we said, "Well, why don't we just get tickets on the night of the premiere, the first night the beauty, the, the new Beauty of the Beast comes out?" So we talk about it, and Kent and I are having this whole conversation, like, "Yeah, okay, wait, this time this theater, how are the seats, the seats are filling up. We need to decide." And then we're like, "Where's Jacob? Where's Jacob? Where's Jacob?" And we're on Messenger, and you know, it's not like we can call Jacob on the phone. That would be just weird. So we just wait for him to res- <laughs> we just wait for yeah. him to respond and wait and wait and wait and wait and wait. Finally, Jacob comes <laughs> in. And- this was like two hours they waited or something. <laughs> That's wait and wait and wait and wait. Especially and when it's like just in, seats just are filling up. Of, seats are filling up. Like uh, us turning into skeletons, basically, like waiting for you to show up <laughs> yeah. ever. Then Jacob pops in with his traditional, "Hey guys, wow, I missed a lot." That's basically how yeah. he. That's how what I, you do too when you miss it. I do, but it's your voice that I hear in my head every time I hear that. Hey guys, and then <laughs> Jacob, then Jacob said, "You said all these things." We said, is, "Is Thursday a go?" And you're like, "Yes, Thursday is a go." Mm-hmm. Okay, I'll buy tickets. So I went in. I bought one for me, one for Kent, one for Jacob. And then ten minutes later, Jacob's like, "Oh, by the way, I can't make it." Oh, <laughs> did you say Thursday? That's really too bad because I really wanted to see this movie, and now I can't. <laughs> did you lie? Darn. I feel like you lied to us. Oh, you'll have to just wonder. <laughs> I don't think I have to wonder anymore. It's rude. Well, it, it, that's that was the point. Was that all of a sudden we had an extra ticket? Jacob's like, "I'll pay you back." But I'm this sorry. was this was actually a big win because Joel's been a bad husband lately. Yep. And he thought, you know what? <laughs> I'm going to ask my wife to go to a movie. I with like me. how Kitten has well, firsthand knowledge of this. <laughs> I'll, I'll tell you. The first, and Joel's been a bad husband lately. I'll tell you the firsthand knowledge is I went in to uh, I went in to talk to my wife and I said, "So uh, the screening for Beauty and the Beast is on Thursday," and she's like, "Oh." And I went, do you want to go? And she's like, well, yeah. And then she got all excited. And I was like, yes. I failed to tell her that it was because uh, <laughs> Jacob didn't, Jacob canceled last minute. <laughs> See, and I think that's fine to fail to tell her that until you actually tell her, then that's Wait, a does failure. she know now? She found out. Oh, yeah, okay. she found out. <laughs> Maybe you should find out listening. She found out what I was great. telling my dad. I was like, yeah, here's what happened. I'm always like, oh, I didn't know that. And I'm like, oh. <laughs> You're but, taking uh, over for Jake. But it worked out really well. And, and I uh, tried to get her to record with us because I thought it would be nice to have that unique voice here. Yes. And she yeah. says sometimes she forgets words. She did. She's, she's not confident in herself, even though she's she's great. And she can do everything wonderfully. She's more funny than you are. She's amazingly funny. Yes. But she likes to hide it when she gets around people. She gets very shy. And she just gets red in the face and gets very quiet whenever like she gets in the spotlight. Hey, kind of like you, Jake. Really? <laughs> <laughs> not lately. So, but yeah, so Kent got to go on a, <laughs> a third wheel date with me and my wife to the movie theater. <laughs> and when he came in, he was able to see one of our uh, well, pre-movie rituals, we'll call it. Remember the movie etiquette show, Jake? Oh, where we, where we had the group hug in the back of the car? Is that what you're talking about? No, it was actually worse than that. But <laughs> thanks for bringing that up. <laughs> Joel seems a little confused. <laughs> yeah. You were there. So remember <laughs> how we talked about how there shouldn't really be affection or anything or any skin, you know, being shown. Skin to skin contact. Yeah. What are you talking about, right? Are you talking about the group they, 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 We talked about the couple of the rules we talked about on our movie theater etiquette show were don't take off your shoes. Warm no flesh PAs, on the armrest. Okay, flesh, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So I walk in. Walk in. <laughs> And I'm kind of like looking around and uh, I see Joel and his wife and I'm like, oh, there, there I go. And I look down and he's giving her a foot massage, <laughs> a barefoot bare foot, <laughs> foot massage. And Ken, Joel, tell me, tell me, after you were rubbing her feet, you took your hand and reached it toward Ken's face. 
No. Dang it. But I'll tell you I what. I would. Ken, first of all, he didn't make eye contact. He was just like, is that is that my seat? No, is that my seat? He just wouldn't look at us. And I was like, what's up, Ken? Just rub my well, wife's foot. It was a little distracting because we saw a long uh, a longtime listener, Spencer Michael Myers. Yes, we did. And he's like, hey, Ken, how's it going? And I'm like, hey, man. And I'm looking down. I'm knowing that this atrocity is happening he's right like, beneath me. <laughs> <laughs> and then he, then he puts the foot away, thankfully. Yes. Bethany seems a little bit embarrassed that Joel made her do that. Well, we, and we then talked she said, about it. She said, please. You made her? What does that mean? Well, I said, you oh. will give me your foot. No, I said, this will be so, oh, I said, this will be so funny. When oh, Ken this was a joke? This oh, was totally purpose? a joke. No, I'm not going to rub my wife's foot. In fact, Ken, you can talk to the next part. In fact, she said, please go wash your hands. And yeah. so he had to go wash his hands. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I, I said. And then Joel just licked his hands instead. <laughs> no, I said. I said. <laughs> he I put said, the $10 bill in his mouth, uh, which is weird. Yeah, I was like, I, I feel like I need to wash my hands. She's like, yeah, you should go wash your hands. And so, because she said, as I was doing it, she's like, oh, we never do this. And I'm like, I know, but it's for a joke. So there and you go. And then when he went and washed his hands. You don't hands, ever rub her feet? No. You animal. She doesn't like it. She doesn't? No. She likes her hair played with. So. It was weird, though. When he came back from washing his hands, I started rubbing her feet. <laughs> and that's how, you got, sure the, how, that's how that. you got the first-hand knowledge about Joel not being a good husband. <laughs> bad husband. She, she just Secretly, right she likes the foot rubbing, Joel. <laughs> yeah, Kent said, he said, I would never dare to do that. And she'd never give me her foot, but that would have been so funny. Would, that would have been funny. Yeah. <laughs> but let's talk about Beauty and the Beast. <laughs> let's do it. Well, we're like 20 oh, minutes also, in. Oh, well, also, well so done, Joel. Well done. Thank you. That, that was my little, ha-ha, this will be funny prank. And I felt like I could do it because it wasn't like I was a guest of Kent's. I paid for my own ticket, yeah. so I felt like I could do this without, you know, offending him and never being invited back. <laughs> I paid my money, dang it. I get to touch any foot I want. So, Beauty and the Beast, uh, the live-action adaptation uh, directed by Bill Condon, is that yes. right? Starring Emma Watson, just came out, and we saw it. Kent and I did. Yes. Jacob obviously didn't. So, uh, we're going to do this first little bit spoiler-free. <laughs> you go see Kong. Yeah. <laughs> we're going we're gonna to do this first little bit spoiler-free, uh, probably the first, you know, five, ten minutes spoiler-free, and then we'll get into spoilers, but I'm letting you know right now... It's no different from the cartoon. Like, there's really Spoiler nothing. Spoiler alert. What if they haven't seen the original? Well, then, it, then it'll be a surprise. <laughs> well, then it's 25 years old. Go watch a movie sometime. Yeah, but uh, there's not a lot to spoil. So even when we get to the spoiler full, just know that it's pretty much. If, 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 if you can vaguely remember the animated 1991 film, yeah. then Look, you've already fine. given the only spoiler, which is that there can't be any spoilers. That I said the basically same. there are some changes. All right. Yeah. So do you want to give us the story anyways, or do you want to move just, right into just it? Just tell us about the changes. Both a little scared. Neither one prepared. All right, all right. I'll ask, I'll ask some questions. Scared. How's the music? Is there a lot of music? Was it just like there the... There is a lot of music. A In lot fact, of music. This is almost a... I'm not going to say a full musical. Is but our they, cast singing? It's a full musical. Like, yeah, I mean, no, I'm saying like, you know, they're not singing the entire time, but no. they have added about three extra songs. Three extra. new songs about wow. that. Um, well, I'll just go ahead and give my feelings about it. All right. So... It's not bad. Like, it's not a bad movie. Um, the problem was is that it felt like I was going to see a stage play of this movie that I love. And I watched it, and I'm like, hey, this is a great adaptation. You guys are doing great up there. I really wish I was watching the original right now. Like, every time a song would come on, I was like, oh, wow, they don't sound quite right. And, uh, you know, scenes would happen. I'm like, oh, they played that just like the movie. Oh, they changed something there. That's a little weird. So I spent yeah. most of the movie, uh, especially the songs, when they were songs from the movie, I wanted to go listen to the original versions. When they weren't, when they, when they were brand new songs, I kept thinking, were ah, they just, good? Just the go back. Ones? Well, they were fine, but they're not really memorable. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, go back to the fun ones again. It, it felt a little weird. Some of the stuff that played out on stage, which I'll get into in the spoiler full be version. But overall, it's fine. Uh, I give it a maybe a three stars, a C. 
because it's fine, yeah. but it's C, un, yeah. it's unnecessary. That's pretty low. That's no, yeah. that's that's I liked it. That sounds lower than what it's you average. were just saying. No, but it's it's average. It, it's an average movie because it is like it's like when I was talking to my wife about it, I said it's like you know when you go see a movie after reading the book and you're like, well, it's kind of cool to see this on the screen, but you know the book's better. And it's the same with this where I was like, wow, it's kind of cool to see live action version of this. But the animated one's better. Like the animated one to me is like a five star type of movie. Yes. Where, where I can watch it again and again, and not get sick of it. This one, I might watch it one more time, but it's not going to be a family staple. Money grab. Okay. You can't. Total money grab. It almost seems like when the actors were meant to read their scripts right before their lines, instead of scripts, they just watched the original cartoon. Some of the delivery is exactly the same. Most of the delivery is exactly the same. In 1998... So it's like being line-read the whole movie? Like, it that's feels not cool. like it. That's not cool. And there, there are literally shot-for-shot shot remakes of scenes. Like, there was one scene where I'm like, this is exactly how it played out, like, just where the camera was and everything. This is from the acclaimed director of Breaking Dawn Part 1 and Part 2 of The Twilight Saga. <laughs> Does that mean anything to look, you? Look, look, well, it the might... The visionary behind Dreamgirls no, no, when, Breaking when Dawn. Suicide Squad is an Academy Award-winning movie. Like you Anything's could be, up for grabs. Yeah, like, Breaking Dawn, <laughs> sure, why not? Oh, that sounds that fits right. That's in. an insult. <laughs> it's a fact. <laughs> so I feel like everyone just lazified their way through this, and that's now a word. I don't think the director had any vision whatsoever. He said, "Hey, I've already got my storyboard because there's already a movie, and it's a brilliant movie. I'm going to do my thing exactly the same way." This is the laziest, most unnecessary movie I've seen in a long time. Wow. That's pretty harsh. I, I'm being harsh. I'm not going to be as Ooh, harsh on give my it a grade. D. Are you giving it a D? I'm not going to give it a D. Dang. It just doesn't seem like it needed to be made. It feels and unnecessary. Here's the thing, though. If you haven't seen the cartoon, like, where have you been? Because the cartoon is still very, very timeless. Everyone's seen it. It's a well-made movie enough. If you've never seen the cartoon, like I was saying, you're going to watch this movie or kids or whatever, and they're going to say, oh, it's kind of a cute story, and it's nice because it plays out well, and there's pacing there. Mm -hmm. So maybe they can make the argument that this is just done for a new generation, that, yeah, it's a rehash, it but could be, for a purpose of new listeners, new blood. I'll also say that there are some things that... <laughs> listeners. Yeah, yeah, right? right? <laughs> <laughs> there are some things that just don't work as well in live action. Like, it, the characters aren't as endearing looking like they're fine it's you know cool to see a talking candlestick or a talking teacup but there's just something that's not as animated not as you know clever. what would have actually yes. been cool is to have beast be like just like a, a big like costume like uh you know like like harvey or something just like a giant bunny who kind of like you know you okay <laughs> he just made a harvey reference <laughs> i know yeah harvey is awesome if you haven't seen cool. harvey go watch harvey I've seen harvey you can save it for the hipster flip you mix. mean instead of a weird cg creation i did think he looked very cg yeah. like i kept thinking is dan stevens even there right it's because his cousin matthew even on the set he was killed what what uh but we should also talk about my wife's spoiler oh you didn't give your official rating so. yeah what's the score or grade it's a c hey we're uh, agreeing yeah I mean, should I go? I, I could go lower. Honestly, this by the time I write my write my review, it may be a C minus. But Whoa. it was a fine movie. It was just not really necessary. Like this is the extent. This is like us redoing our fast food show from season one, mm -hmm. trying to make it a little bit more polished, but it's still the same content. And saying, "Hey guys, we did it again." Yeah, All new right. audience sold me. Let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, my wife, uh, we did get her opinion because we, we talked about having her on the show, but she declined. But she did say that she, she said it took her a while to get used to it. Like she said, I didn't like the Beast. I didn't like Gaston. I didn't like Belle. 
like at the beginning, but by the end they warmed it enough that I thought, okay, I like them now. And overall she liked the movie and she called me on the phone. We were talking on, on the way here and she said uh, that she would probably watch it again, but she only wants to see like some things that she missed to clarify some things again. She liked that some, some characters got a little more backstory as well, mm-hmm. which I wasn't a fan of, but we'll talk about that in the spoiler full review. But overall, I'd say go ahead and spoiler see full. It. Yeah. All right. All right. Should we do spoilers? Yeah. Yay. In case you haven't seen the movie 25 years ago, we're yeah. going into spoiler territory. And when we touch, she didn't shudder at my spoilers. <laughs> I was going to say, tale is old as time. Spoilers so, as old as oh, rhyme. It's clever. Spoilers <laughs> and the spoilers. <laughs> I feel good about that. Yeah, that's pretty good. All right. Now we're into spoiler full territory. Guys, have you seen Beauty and the Beast? It's I crazy. Can, <laughs> I cannot believe. I cannot believe. He that, was a robot the whole time. Bell turned into a beast at the end because she <laughs> ate the flower. That's Shrek. Oh, right. <laughs> um, no, I mean, really, there's not much to spoil. They did. Ch- they, they added a song for the beast and they... Uh, Isn't it called Forgettable? I think all the songs were called... Unforgettable. No, they were just called Forgettable because that's what they were. But uh, I, I, they, they gave the beast a bit of a backstory, which was... Spoiler, we're already there. But his mother died and then his dad was abusive. Aww. And that's why he's so spoiled. And I was kind of like, eh, that doesn't, I don't need to know that. I kind of like that he wasn't an 11 year old kid that got cursed by the enchantress. <laughs> yes. Every time they said, every time they said enchantress, I'd lead I over to dance there. Oh, every time they said, every time they said enchantress in the movie, I'd go enchantress. And then can't do this little move with his shoulders. <laughs> People didn't really care to have sit by us. <laughs> oh gosh. Um, which bad, bad, seeing it like when you see it in the cartoon, it's like stained glass window flashback. Yes. It's a different story. When seeing it actually happened, I was like, wow, that, that Enchantress was really a jerk. Like, yeah, he, he kind of scoffs at her because she needs... She, first of all, she bursts in yeah. unannounced to this party, which would put anyone at ill ease. Was it a party in the animated? Yeah. Um, no. no nope, I don't no. think it was. She, she just, just, he just opened door. his So own she door. just bursts in in the front and just lands on the floor and then she holds up a rose. And, you know, he, he kind of just scoffs like, <laughs> and that's pretty much it. And then she curses him, his whole household, and changes them all into creatures, and then puts a curse over the land to make everyone that loved them forget about them, and they made it, made it eternally winter. And I'm sitting there thinking, she's really stacking the deck against him. <laughs> yeah. And then she hung out for however many years it is. Yeah, just kind of hung out by, by the town, waiting for something to happen. You seeing her? Yes. No, you don't keep seeing her, but... When uh, when Kevin Klein, which that was just bizarre seeing I'm him. I'm sorry, in Kevin Klein. Kevin Klein is the dad, the inventor, oh, crazy wow. old Maurice. Well, he you know I he's, could see he's that, known actually. for his French heritage, um, much like, <laughs> like Emma anyone Watson, in this movie, Dan Stevens, Luke Evans, Josh Gad, like no, Ewan McGregor, no Luke French, Evans, yeah. Ian McKellen. There's no Mc- French people. What? Ian McKellen? Yeah, Ewan McGregor. I, it was just bizarre. I had no idea they had that big a cast. I didn't know either. But anyway, he gets <laughs> he gets uh, left for dead basically, which that was actually kind of cool. Because that made Gaston more of a villain. Yeah. And I liked that because he left, he basically leaves Belle's dad for dead. But then he gets found and he gets found by this old beggar woman. And like he opens his eyes, he's like, oh, thank you. Thank you, Agatha. Agatha. Yeah. Thank you, Agatha. And then they never really explain how he knows her or how anyone knows her because she's a hermit. So they're doing backstories. And then at the end, it's a big reveal that Agatha is actually enchantress. We also get a backstory with Belle really briefly, maybe in the third act. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Essentially, her mother died of the plague. I'm not laughing at that. <laughs> it seems like you are. I'm died. not laughing at that. And that's why they fall in love, because her mother died, raised by her father. And plague deaths are funny. And plague deaths are really funny. Yeah. Top tier funny. We hope you enjoy the show. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and also, the, the prince or the beast was raised by his father after his mother died. So there's the connection there, yeah. which makes sense that the Stockholm Syndrome just kind of works. Well, and my wife also pointed out, and I didn't realize this, she mm. said that the beast was cursed because he was a jerk. 
but the his servants were cursed because they didn't because they ordered a dance party. They, they didn't do more to help him not be a jerk like his dad. Like didn't do more to save him from that situation. Right. And I kind of went, oh, okay. So I can, I can buy that. Also, uh, Beast, and I'm not making this up, Jacob. Okay. Beast has a magical teleporting book that lets them teleport to Paris. <laughs> I'm not making this up. Because I thought, I thought at first it was just like they'd be able to see places. Like they weren't yeah. really there. So they took she, her to Paris? Yes. Where? Well, we're in spoiler territory. He takes her to her where she was a baby and where her mom He died. actually says this. He says, uh, the, the enchantress, <laughs> she, she punished me and gave me this book where I could travel anywhere in the world to show me how lonely I'd be. Of, where no, do you want to go? Because nowhere, <laughs> nowhere will take a beast. Like He's like, yeah, yeah nowhere will take a beast, but she gave me this book, and I thought he could see things. But no, it physically transforms them to these places. Like in, in real time, so everybody, yes. like they're there with everyone? <laughs> Except for all, and so he says, picture anywhere you want. And you can be there. It was so, weird she went to Gallifrey, right? That was really weird. Yeah. Wow, nerdy. <laughs> but uh, no, so they teleport to this One room. One in 50 people are going to get In Paris. There. And I, I did <laughs> like... Welcome, my people. I did like they didn't have the Eiffel Tower there to kind of make it too obvious that it was Paris. Yeah. They just had the... What is that? Notre there? Dame. Notre Dame, that's right. And so... But they're in this little house. And I thought he could have taken her... She could have taken him anywhere and he would have been in front of people. Like, it was just a weird change, I thought. Mm-hmm. Uh, but... Oh, that well. was weird. All right, what else? What else is weird? There's not much different from the cartoon here. Yeah. I mean, LeFou is a more confident character. We Not should, quite the fool. We should kind of... We, I mean, that was a big controversy. We probably should talk about it. Which which what? The, the exclusively gay moment. Exclusively gay moment. You mean when it. you guys went to the movie together? <laughs> with Joel's wife. <laughs> with my wife. That's yeah, too bad. Because uh, <laughs> for those of you who don't know, uh, both the director, Bill Condon, and Josh Gad came out with interviews saying, hey, there's an exclusively gay moment in this movie, and we're very proud of it. So and the then whole- there was a huge backlash yeah. saying that there was a city in Russia that said, we're not going to show this movie at all. There were people demanding boycotts. There were theaters that weren't going to show it. And they were like, what the heck? Why is everyone reacting? So anytime Josh Gad is on screen, Joel and I are like, hey, you think it's going to happen? Hey, <laughs> no. you think it's going to happen? And every time something remotely happened, can it be like, was that it? Was that was that the exclusively gay moment? Because LeFou is very flamboyant. Very flamboyant. And in every character, he's almost playing this role. It's almost a little bit offensive to the gay stereotype. I thought, and, and after watching this movie, I will say that I don't think a lot of people would have noticed or cared had they not made a big deal out about it. Because it, it just kind of is this passing thing. If you And if you want to know what the exclusive gay moment is... It's when uh, LeFou lifts up his shirt and he and Gaston has put a bite mark on his belly. That's not the ex- exclusively gay moment. But that actually happens. Uh, but That's weird. <laughs> yes. No well, one wrestles like Gaston. No one, Here's no one his giant like Gaston. jaw. Oh, no one yeah. bites like Gaston. No one bites like Gaston. He lifts up his shirt and he has a bite mark on his belly. <laughs> and I, but Kent and I both went, that's it. That's it. Well, that can't be the exclusively gay no, moment. No, the, exclusive yeah. the, the quote-unquote exclusively gay moment is at the very end, uh, they're all having this big ballroom dance, and LeFou has kind of reformed, mm-hmm. and he's now with the good people, I guess. Because uh, the jerks were back there in the party. I don't know. Anyway. Yeah, I know. Who knows? But, uh, <laughs> this movie sounds stupid. Everyone's happy. Everyone's happy. Everyone's dancing. And he's dancing with his woman. And then the guy comes up and he dances with it's the like guy for seconds split second. It's like 0.5 seconds It's barely anything. And no one would have noticed or cared or really. And then they did. At all. They, they made this you know big deal out of it. And so it became this big deal. So I just thought it was, you know, it, yeah. it wasn't that big of a deal. How do you think? Um, oh, that's what I was going to say. Is yes. I, I, sorry, I completely derailed this there, but so I think dancing that, is gay is what you're saying. Well, no, I think that I honestly I think there's going to be there's going to be people offended by this, but I think it's going to be uh, part of the gay community who thinks that he was overly flamboyant, and uh, or that they think he wasn't gay enough. Like I think there's going to be some backlash on that end as well. It'd be pretty funny actually if both sides were mad at him. That's what it. I think is right. going to happen. That'd be great. Is everyone's going to be fighting about it for different reasons? I don't think this movie is for kids. 
And I'm not even saying just what we were talking about. It is <laughs> nice segue there, Ken. It's like two hours and ten minutes long. It is. it is far too long for any kid to sit through and enjoy. Really? So it's just nostalgia play. And it's a little boring. It is at times. Although there is a dumb and dumber moment, which I knew I'd seen that clip before, but I enjoyed it. Which which moment? When he pegs her in the face with a snowball. Okay. Yes. I laughed. I laughed. And there was one other, there was one other <laughs> part. Laughed. Dang yeah. it. <laughs> you did laugh at that. And there was one other part that we both laughed at, and I can't remember what it was. It is a little weird having Gandalf the Grey be a little clock. That was bizarre. But, and you know, there's some... There's, you shall not pass the time. <laughs> so sad. I'm so sorry. Um, <laughs> go sit in the corner, kid. I'm in the also, corner. Also, <laughs> I feel like they vilified Belle a little more. Like, well, no, excuse me, vilified the town a little more. Because in the movie, they're just kind of that snide kind of, oh, she's odd. And this one, they're like, how dare you teach her to read? I'll break your washing machine. Yeah, are you washing clothes? Throw them on the ground. Mm, we we hate that? reading. We can't have another female reader. And I was like, that's a little heavy handed. Another one because they killed the last one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You remember what happened last time. Yeah. No, right. it, it was a little heavy handed in that regard. And I agree with Kent that if I put both of these in front of my kids and they'd seen both of them because they'll want to see the new one because it's new. Mm-hmm. But I guarantee they'll pick the shorter animated one every time because it's more fun and less. It's more magical. Yes. Like, for example, there is a scene when she is running up on the hill. It's a, her sound of music moment. And she's singing, you know, the end of this poor provincial town, whatever. Yeah. And it's a great moment. In this one, it's really like the screen is dark. I felt like I was watching 3D gla- watching with 3D glasses because there was no magnificence to it at all. You didn't think so? No, I didn't. I thought it was mediocre magnificence. Like I, I that, saw the that, hill. That's not, not, that's that's not magnificent. In terms, well, yeah. then when it panned over and you saw Mordor in the distance. <laughs> yeah, there was Mordor in the distance. <laughs> and Gandalf comes galloping in on a horse. <laughs> on, he, that was awesome. <laughs> um, but it, it just felt like they were trying to reproduce what was already great with the exact same scene live action. And it was muddled because it was... CG. So who should see this? Should anyone see this? Yeah, I think people should see it. Why blanket, not? Blanket statement. Women will like it. Wow. That's racist. <laughs> no, I'm just saying it's a nice little romantic story. It's something that we all grew up with and you want to kind of see that again. So the nostalgia play is good enough that some viewers will be satisfied. I will say if, if I mean, if you were going to see Beauty and the Beast, if it was coming on tour in a live stage play and you're like, oh, I want to see that. That's the type of people who go see this movie because that's that's right. what it is. It's kind of, it's a novelty that's to a see comparison. it in live form, but it's nothing more than yeah. That puts it in perspective. A rehash. And I don't I don't really think Emma Watson did that good of a job. Every time she reads a line, she, it's like her eyebrows do this. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I didn't really care for her. Kent's eyebrows actually just got up and ran around the table. So <laughs> and that's what she does. <laughs> no, I thought she had her weaker moments, but she had some moments where I, I completely forgot that she was Hermione. So could the beast have been... <laughs> you mean Emma Watson? <laughs> no, I mean Hermione. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so could the beast have been played by anyone? Yes. Yeah. Honestly, I mean, at one time it, it was like, Carl Urban. He showed up to play the beast. Carl Urban? <laughs> no, well, no, it, it. was... Um, Lala Land. Uh, oh, Ryan Gosling. Ryan Gosling. Yes. Like, he was scheduled to play it, right? He was... Yeah. They well, had him there, and then he didn't because of Lala Land, actually, I think. Dan Stevens sounded like he was doing an impression of the Beast from the movie. And it was fine. It actually worked just fine. And he... I will say he was a better looking prince than the animated prince. Well, that doesn't take I much. don't know. When he showed up in his capris at the end. I liked that. He's like, hey, everybody. I'm I back l- to normal. I liked that. Because I was capris? like, hey, it's the outfit. It was yeah. the outfit. Oh, there was one part... Kent and I are, are, are jerks, basically, is what it's going to come down oh to. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> this wait, is the wait. best part. Save it. Oh, the, are you talking about the punching part or another part? The da- Oh, do the punching part first. I want to talk about the dancing part at the end. All right, do oh, those, okay. and then we'll close it. Well, okay. So, for, well, first of all, I was... Don't be I, so excited to finish the show, Jake. The one I was originally going to say is, it's like, after, after she gets out of the... After she escapes to go run back to the beast to help him, 
she rips her dress off and you don't see like she's family friendly. Dole. Exactly. Because you don't see like what she's wearing underneath it. All this, all you see is you see her yellow dress fall on the ground and then out of focus, you see her riding on a horse away. And I just kind of went, I hope she's wearing something underneath that. <laughs> so that was that. But then I, I hope she didn't. <laughs> Kent, family friendly. <laughs> yes. But then, uh, so, okay, so you, I'm going to I'm I'm be Belle. I'm going to be Belle. This is the last scene that they are in together. <laughs> All right. Wait, wait, you want to do that before the, before the punching part? Oh, let's do the punching part. Sorry. You so there's a part when Gaston wheels up and clocks Maurice, the dad, right mm-hmm. in the face, which was kind of shocking, but not as shocking as it was to the girl down in like row five who just went, oh, <laughs> like there was an audible gasp oh. and then shriek. I also had a girl behind me during the Beauty and the Beast dancing scene, which was exactly like the cartoon crying. Mm. Less impressive. In yes. Oh, wait, the whole impressive. movie was less wait, impressive. The crying was less impressive than the shrieking. Yes, Is no, that what you mean? No, the shrieking was hilarious. The, the ballroom scene I thought was better in the movie. So or the cartoons. They're me. celebrating. Everyone is back to their normal French selves. Apparently. So, so, you, they're you're, all so you're getting now. to yours now. The yes. final one. Okay. Which once again, like only two characters had French accents. Right. They had an Italian and British people. And I think you and McGregor was trying. You and McGregor was the only, he was Lumiere. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So <laughs> they're dancing and it, it's Belle in this new pretty dress that they're probably going to sell on toy racks everywhere. It's a pretty dress. Yeah. It's a pretty dress. She's dancing with the, the prince or the beast, whatever yeah. he is, as a human. And she goes, okay, so I'm going to be Belle. Okay. They're dancing. They're doing the wall. She goes, do you think you could grow a beard? <laughs> and he growls at her. Like he and does, it does this fake rawr. Like he, he does this rawr, but it comes out as like a beast noise. And it really, the whole audience kind of went, ho, oh, oh, ho, oh. ho, ho. And I went, oh, please don't. <laughs> don't do that. It was awkward. It was an do awkward Do you think moment. you could, because she liked him better as a beast. Well, I think she just, you know, it was that little ha-ha, I'm used to you, Harrier, I guess. <laughs> All right, let's end on that. Let's, let's end on that. All right, I'm used to you, Harrier. All right. This has been Bacon Sale. From the moment when I met her, saw her, I said she's gorgeous, and I vowed that girl.